Hello and welcome to In The Art Scene Podcast, an art podcast that has it all. I'm your host, Galena Marquez, and I invite fascinating people to talk about their personal creative journeys, success stories, and inspiration. We talk about art business and marketing, how to find your creative voice, and all the new trends in the art world, like NFT, AI, and such. Join me and my guest for today's conversation. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to In the Art Scene podcast. Happy Friday. Although I am recording on Friday, you're probably going to be listening it on Sunday. Uh, anyway, um, I have uh, another very interesting guest today, uh, a mutual friend of Ezard, who you might remember from one of the episodes, and I'll link it uh, in the show notes. So if you don't remember Ezard, you please go and listen, because that was one of the most interesting, hilarious interviews I've done. Uh, so Ezard is kind enough to sign some very interesting artists my way. And today I'm talking to Tim Fight. Howdy, howdy, boo. <laughs> all right well introduce yourself please <laughs> all right um let's see my name is tim fight i am a artist and a musician and seems like now i'm also a children's book author i uh, wow. live in new york new york city and i like to make i like to make pictures that kind of tell stories but don't really tell stories and start to make you ask more questions than than you started with and sometimes those pictures are really 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 big like you go actually walk into them and sometimes they're very very small because they only exist on your telephone yeah. um and uh yeah i've been doing this a long time and and i i, I just I really need to dump my brain out all the time, so so I make a lot of art and music. Oh, that's okay. So that's a great place to start, and I already have so many questions for you. So, how long have you been doing this? Do you um, like have you been an artist since you remember, or did you come to it sort of like Ezra did when they were in in the in, in college and just didn't know what to do except for taking art classes? I have always. Uh, I've always drawn and always done uh -huh. art. My my parents are both artists, um, and you know one of my primary activities as a child was to draw. Um, it was a way to uh, a way to be social without being social, right? So if I can draw my friends, uh -huh. I have all the friends I need. Um, so <laughs> awesome. so, I did, so I did that as a child, and uh, and as I grew up as much as I fought it because I wanted to do something uh, responsible with my life. Um, art will... just kept coming. <laughs> art just kept coming back and, and uh, saying, no, no, no. Responsibility is, is not, not your, your primary mode. Art is your primary mode. And uh, from there, it's just been a, a very long and weird winding road. Uh, just taking me, into the music world where I sort of took a big detour for many, many years, but still was making art and then, you know, out of out of music back into art. And now I feel like this kid's book thing, I'm on another detour, which is great. I, I okay. I have so many questions right from there. I, I will we'll get back to music and children's book for sure. But you mentioned something earlier at the beginning of the conversation that your uh um your 
drawings are kind of telling the story without telling the story and, you know, create some open, uh, open-ended questions. Like, can you describe for someone who's not familiar with your art and, and, um, I will uh, put some of the examples of your art in the show notes and put all the links to so people can find you and, and start following you uh, in the show notes. But can you describe what that means to you, this open-ended kind of a story and 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 why? Why are you doing it this way? Every, every, everything I do is is directed by by emotion. Mm-hmm. And emotion is kind of the most powerful, never-ending story, right? Like, is it? It it's the it's the plot to our uh, our our being myself, right? It's, the plot is the emotions. Wow, it's great! Oh shit, everything's broken, right? So so like finding that finding that balance is what I do with art and with drawing, especially. Um, I get so much input, emotional input social input that I can't make sense of it. I can't make sense of it. And, and when I draw, it's sort of like trying to, to work my way through all of the stories that are kind of crashing together in my head. So, so I'll start a drawing thinking that it's just going to be about dogs. And then by the time I'm done, it's about how dogs are working for Amazon and, and making sure that, that, they're like little series in our house and they're listening to us. And, and it just sort of like, <laughs> it really starts to go bonkers, right? Because the questions just, you know, build and build and build and the line work builds and builds and builds. And if you look at the, the, the drawings that I do, they're, they're pretty complicated most of the time. Um, and they kind of, you know, fold in around themselves space, space and, and, uh, and story you know twist and turn and bash and 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 fight but somehow i'm still you know still the goal is to balance a a composition so it's 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 kind of a fun it's just a fun game you know to to bang it all together yeah it sounds really like a brain dub just like just like you mentioned like that's that's so cool that's so cool so uh so uh, the idea for the children book came from that kind of a process that, you know, one question creates another, creates another, and then the story. So tell me a little bit about the children's book. What What is, what is the book about? Or is it's also open-ended? <laughs> okay. So the book, the book is called a bucket of questions. Um, uh-huh. and oh, that it, makes and sense. It, it is very much similar in, in its, in its origins as anything that I do, right? I start with a question, I build off of it. I get so many answers that I don't know which one is right. Um, and I took that kind of concept and I broke it down into a much simpler format, which is multiple choice questions, where all of the answers are sort of right, but also extremely suspect and uh, and very funny. So, so that was the goal with the book was to kind of break this thing that I make overly complicated with art down into something that is ultra simplified in a way that actually opens children up to the possibility of seeing the world in a in a complicated way right i think we don't give children enough credit for for how brilliant they are and how 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 in, being inquisitive is something that you know tends to get shut down all the time it's like don't ask me another question you know so like this book is about you know creating the the environment in which as many questions as you want can be asked because your bucket can hold as many questions as you could possibly think of. 
That's brilliant. Actually, that's brilliant. And I I totally agree with you. Like even I have a 14 month old uh, in the house, he just started walking and it's, it's amazing to see how his brain works. Sometimes it just I, I see this process like right in his eyes, like on the spot, he's figuring out how things fit together and, um, you know, how, how to open different things and how like, it's like, oh, my God, uh, this this little tiny brain is learning probably like uh, three times as fast as I learn in like at my age. Although, yeah. like, yeah, we we already kind of overloaded with all the information that we have, and we kind of have preconceived notions about a lot of things. His cup is completely empty, and he's so eager to fill it with with all kinds of stuff i i will definitely be buying your book for my kid when he starts talking because i i am sure he's gonna have tons of questions totally yeah and i really love your concept of you know processing emotions in different ways uh the uh, kind of creating a brain dump just to kind of take the load off uh yourself and uh you know put it in a visual format uh to create this visual logical line of of how things um, unravel but then I also love what you're doing with this children's book without uh, overly complicating very complicated concepts you're trying to really you know make sense of it in the way that you know again yeah the world is complicated emotions are are complicated and uh, you know, I think people for centuries are trying to do somewhat of a good job of, you know, explaining and laying things out in the in the digestible format. But uh, the fact is that we all are digesting things in a different ways. And, and as many ways as you can come up is probably better because it will help someone. Yeah. And I, I like I always like to think that that an answer or or an understanding of something should never be an endpoint. It's always just the next jumping off point for whatever your next question is, right? So, yeah. so you know, I could draw the same picture for the rest of my life. I just happen to switch out the piece of paper again <laughs> and again and again so that I have more than one picture because that's just sort of the traditional way of doing it. But, but the the idea that that um, that knowing is cumulative right means that drawing could just be cumulative it means that you know asking questions could just be cumulative and you never really have to stop right and and that as a that as an idea to me is very, very exciting it is and also as a as a potentiality for children who have a, a limitless sense of of imagination a limitless sense of wonder and excitement you know, I, I like to think that 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 it's possible to to uh, to spark that up even more and 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 get them excited about you know how how fun questions can be and and uh, you know to not to not ever stop wondering why. Yeah. So I have a question though. Um, why is it not an adult book? Why is it a children's book? I mean, I think this concept is actually you know even more. Um, more helpful for adults because we're kind of all in our heads right now and it, it's really difficult for us to get out of our head and and you know con conceive new concepts and and uh adapt to new information 
I, I mean, in a big way, I, I I made the book for adults. You know, it's just children. <laughs> children are just who who the book is marketed to because that that is the you know they they have giant expendable income. Um, <laughs> but but, but uh, I love that. <laughs> but but in the end, you know the 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 kind of beautiful byproduct of writing this book for kids is it maybe a parent who normally would be the one who says, you know, go ask your mom or mm-hmm. not today. Right. I'm busy on my zoom. Right. Like maybe that parent gets a chuckle out of a bunch of the stupid puns in the book or, or, or sees how excited their kid is to dive into a question with ridiculous answers, or even sees that as a parent or as an adult, the pressure to provide an answer that makes sense or is even fully informative is unnecessary, right? We put so much pressure on ourselves to tell kids like the truth or to like actually know something when in the end it's, you know, just have fun and and encourage them to keep asking because if you give them the wrong answer and they ask again, they'll end up at the right answer, you know? That's amazing. So uh, I, I imagine the book is going to be quite big because, you know, because of how many, what kind of questions, like, can you give me an example? What kind of questions you're going to have in the book? Um, the book has a lot of different questions. It's got like, why do seals clap? Uh, why do children lose their teeth? Uh, it's got, uh, you know, the, the big ones, it's got, you know, like, where do babies come from? Uh-huh. Which is very important. Uh, it's got uh, why do old people have so many wrinkles? Uh, <laughs> my favorite answer is, is it has like you know multiple choice answers. So like you know it's like a too long in the tub, b each wrinkle is for someone they love, uh, <laughs> c to make babies giggle, um, <laughs> or d to hold their giant sunglasses up. Right. So like it's it's a wide variety of answers that are all almost true right but but still lead to more questions right you 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 know ask ask your grandma why 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 there's so many wrinkles that's amazing that's so cool oh my god so uh you are in the process of you know writing and uh, drawing right now do you Mm -hmm. have a deadline do you have a publisher when when can we see this on on the the shelves the book is out. It's on, it's it's on the shelves. Yeah, it's oh, published, by, published by Simon & Schuster. It came out in March. Um, perfect. I've, I've been on the road talking about it. I'm going to be reading it at an event at Rockefeller Center this weekend. That's um, awesome. And oh my yeah, God. So it's going really well. It's been really exciting for me because there are so many parallels in the children's book world with um, kind of the rock and roll touring world, which I had let go of. You know, I, I I spent a long time on stage getting people to, to dance and smile and have a good time and clap their hands at the end. And, you know, when you're drawing in your studio, nobody claps when you're done with the drawing. Yeah. Um, so so going going into schools and reading the book and, you know, having kids be excited at the end and going, yeah, all right, we love buckets, we love questions. You know, it was it's really, really nice because it's it's a lot like that old life that I that I have let go of because I got a little old. 
Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's been really, really, really nice. That's okay. That's amazing. I I did not know that. Uh, so okay. Uh, once we're done with this interview, I'm I'm going. Is that on Amazon? It's yeah. It's everywhere. You could it's order everywhere. it from from uh, your local bookstore. You could order it on Amazon. You could order you know any way that you that you like to get books. I'm All right. Sure you I, I, well, it. I know. I know. I know what I'm doing when we're done with this interview. I'm I'm getting a book. <laughs> that's amazing. Sweet. That's awesome. I'm so excited to see that. Uh okay. So that's that's then uh get back to your music career because you you have mentioned that that has been quite um quite a pivot from art and then from from that was uh pivot back to art and making a children's book. So uh how did you get from drawing to playing music? Um, it was because 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 uh, in order to be social, I need to have an activity, uh, and music is probably the most social activity that I that I could participate in. Uh, so when I'm in college and I'm like, oh wow, I can't just hide away and not have any, not have any friends like real people friends. I have plenty of friends, but not you know like flesh and blood human beings. Um, so, you know, to have a band or to, to play music with other people was a way to have an activity. So it's not just, you know, parties and banal small talk and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. so, so I was like making music with my friends and having a really good time in college. And, and from that, you know, got a big record deal. Wow. That band, that band imploded, uh, what band you know, was that? So, Oh, it was it was a silly rap group called Little T and One Track Mike. Um, awesome. And then uh, and then you know we we had high hopes and as always with the music industry, high hopes uh, you know create create alternative circumstances. And uh, and then after that, I went on and did a solo project just with my name, Tim Fight, um, for a very 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 long time. Um, and a lot of the boys from from uh, Little T uh played on all my records you know like it wasn't it wasn't just like the end of anything it was just a time for another question um <laughs> which is can i do this more or less by myself and the answer was yes and then me and my brother uh drove around in a van and played concerts all over the country all over the world and uh it was sort of a multimedia thing so i was starting to try and mix mix pictures back into it so so you could imagine uh, going to see karaoke where there's only one singer who's actually pretty good and you don't know any of the songs uh -huh. and the screen is full of crazy shit instead of instead of uh, beach scenes with a bouncing <laughs> ball. That's sort of what my show was. Um, oh, that's awesome. And uh, and yeah, I made a bunch of records and, and played a bunch of concerts. And, and that's led to a lot of really great things in art for me um, because it it does it did the trick right it did what i needed it to do music got me out in the world it got me to meet people and and that in and of itself facilitates uh, a more reclusive lifestyle for drawing and and writing and 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 making making things quietly in the background that's awesome. Oh, my husband is is a music geek. I'm pretty sure he knows your music, and he probably would have had so many questions for you right now. I am struggling with that because I'm not I'm not a music geek, but I I am fascinated with 
with like with how you approach your life your uh, your emotional state the the communications and and like uh, it's you know different forms of creativity are different ways of um or different means uh to get what you need in the world to you know to exist to communicate to produce to be out there and uh, you know make real friends and uh draw friends <laughs> <laughs> that's that's amazing that's absolutely fascinating so uh um if you still have uh you know links to your music project uh that i can put in the show notes i i will make sure to do this because i'm pretty sure that a lot a lot of people who are listening to this podcast are also um big music fans and i know that we have some musicians in the audience as well that yeah. is fascinating. I'm I'm just imagining, you know, that uh, uh, my husband will come back uh, from work today, and I'll tell him, you know, I interviewed Tim Fight today. Like Tim Fight. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I don't know sure, about I'm that. Sure. <laughs> he's 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 a pretty geeky guy. So all right. Yeah. So I'm pretty I'm, I'm I'm pretty pretty small business. So so if he does know me, that means he's like the like real deep obscure shit. I'll so. <laughs> let you know. <laughs> Make sure of that. Oh, that's so cool. That's amazing. Hey, In The Arts and listeners. I just wanted to say a quick thank you for all the support you've given me in the past year. It means more than you know. Every donation through Buy Me A Coffee and every purchase of swag helps me keep up with the production and put out a new episode every week. And I certainly appreciate if you will keep doing it. But I also feel that if you like the show this much, you deserve a little more than just a thank you. This is why I launched a Patreon page. There will be monthly live Q&As, exclusive content, and for the hardcore fans, I got some swag and keepsakes. I love this community that we are building together. And by joining my Patreon, you will help me create more content for you. Go to patreon.com slash in the art scene and join today. So uh, the book is done. Uh, you are kind of, you know, uh, I don't know if you're still doing music, but I, I guess it, it seems like you are back to drawing to your art, uh, to the visual world. So what's what's the next for you? What are you working on right now? Um, I just finished a really, really cool, um, super huge uh, wall drawing at an art center in, in uh, Portland, Maine. Mm -hmm. uh, called space they have a big a big uh performance venue and they invite artists to come in and do the walls so it's probably like it was three primary walls one two of them were about 30 feet by 12 feet and then wow. the other one was about uh, 16 feet by by uh, maybe 18 feet um wow. so i so i had a couple i had like a couple weeks to do that drawing um and that was like super fun because i had again it's real people in the world and and i got to go and see them and i hadn't seen a lot of these people, folks since the pandemic um and i had a really nice time up there and then uh, uh but, but, I leave. Wait, this is a i'm sorry for interrupting this is this is a pretty huge mural it's real big yeah so and you said a couple of weeks like did you do it by yourself in a couple of weeks like it doesn't seem feasible to me 
Yeah, I did it by myself in a few weeks. Wow. I think maybe maybe a little over two weeks, maybe three weeks. Wow. Um, but I draw pretty fast once if I don't have if if there's no expectations, right? Like if if so it's if all, it really is, it's freehand. Just, yeah, yeah. I drew I drew some really rough sketches on my iPad of just sort of like I knew what the idea was. Uh-huh. I knew the name of the thing. Right, it's going to be called Paradise Will Break Your Heart. One side of the room is going to be sort of paradise. The other side of the room is going to be labor, you know, like labor and leisure and how Uh they uh mirror each other in evil ways. And then Uh the other wall (laughs) is going to be a a giant heart sitting on a bed of knives. Um, And uh, so so like I knew the basics. Right. And then just like I was talking about before, as I draw more questions come up, words start to twist, ideas start to, you know, take shape. I had all these umbrellas in the beach and they're mm-hmm. stuck in the st- stuck in the sand with a man laying underneath them and the composition wasn't working the umbrella wasn't receding into the background it was pushing forward and I was like well what do I how do I deal with that and it's like oh well the umbrella should be stuck through his heart because it's got to be in the front right so, <laughs> so so it's a compositional question that ends up informing an emotional an emotional outcome in the in the picture or an allegorical outcome in the picture you know so it's how those things all all you know slap each other around is 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 uh exciting to me that's fantastic do you have do you have pictures of that mural yeah yeah i have a folder i can i can send you that that would be amazing that is awesome i am on the other post so i, I there's no there's no way it, uh, um and anytime soon, I will be able to go and see the space. But that would be fantastic to see it because this, like the the scale that you are describing, is just like consuming. I, I I imagine that people will be like in the room, surrounded by these three walls, and like be in the scene right there. So it's just yeah, yeah it's amazing. And the stage the stage is at the far end, so it's kind of beautiful because anybody who's performing, right, whether it's dance or music or whatever their performance is going to change the way that the picture is yeah which is like like they had a like a heavy heavy metal band i saw pictures of the uh-huh. heavy metal concert or like it was like really hard hardcore music and that's people crowd surfing and sweat and you know just bodies and then you see my pictures in the background right and then on the next a few weeks later they have modern dancers and they posed with a perfect like just the right <laughs> body position, all the violence is gone and and it's it changes the picture, which which is like That's one of the amazing. one of the coolest things for me about about doing wall drawings is is that, right? It's like That's that amazing. that when people walk into the room they change they change the picture. That's amazing. That fascinating. All right. So I, I so I'm sorry I interrupted you because you were going to talk about another project that you were working on. Yeah, the next one, the next thing I'm real excited about because it's something that I have done periodically for the past oh, about 10 years. Um, but I work with a master printer in uh, Bern, Switzerland. His name is Tom Bless, and he has uh-huh. maybe the most beautiful studio I've ever seen um, right on the river in, in Bern. And I've worked with him making, um, using printmaking to make original drawings. So he has this kind of beautiful way of thinking about printmaking as a tool that can speed up prolific drawers. So his skills as a printmaker 
um, can kind of push me drawing. So he, he can lay down flats and he can put all these pieces together, the bigger pieces while I'm in the corner scribbling away. Um, and we work together to make, to make a show um, in one month. So, so I go, I'll go uh, in a week or two and I'll spend a month with Tom. And the best thing about it is, uh, I, you know, I love art. Art's great, but, but um, I get to swim to work. You get to so swim live, to work. Yeah, yeah. I live up. I live up river from the from the from the studio. Uh-huh. So I wake up around five and just you know put on my bathing suit and jump in the river and float down for about 10, 15 minutes and uh, get out of the water and go go to the studio and I have some dry clothes there I put on and I'll do my work. Get out of here! That's amazing. Walk, walk up, walk up river for lunch. Have cook my lunch and then jump back in the river and float back down to work. So it's, it's, it's a kind of heaven. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's, that's a, uh, I have no, I mean, I know people are biting, biking and skating to work, (laughs) floating down the river. That's absolutely. So um, I have, I have questions about uh, drawing and printmaking. Uh, so you, you kind of quickly um, mentioned that he's got this process, but I don't quite understand how that works. If you don't mind explaining what, what, what that what that means and how, how printmaking skills can push the drawers to make more stuff. Cool. So yeah, typically, typically printmaking in the, in the past has been about creating an addition, right? You create mm-hmm. 10 of the same, 10 of the same picture so you could sell them at a lower cost but still make more money than you would if you just sold one picture right it's an economic yeah. it's an yeah. economic thing um and it's about creating affordable art and uh and getting something to a to a bigger audience um tom is a master printer he's spent his spent a lifetime creating editions um and he left the united states and moved to switzerland and started inviting American artists to come and work with him. And he realized that he wasn't really interested anymore in making the same picture 30 times, right? And then ended, and then ending up having leftovers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that for him wasn't, it, it wasn't pushing buttons. It wasn't exciting. Um, so he started working with a lot of artists who draw really, really well. And using monoprinting gum printing some digital some digital printing to create mixed media works on paper and because tom is there with an amazing eye with a insane sense of color with a beautiful way of getting shapes to relate he can start to build up backgrounds that then inform what i'm drawing on top right so Ah, like we'll We'll like it'll usually starts digital. We have a big scanner, um, lay down a bunch of random junk in a sort of random way. We scan it in, we print it out. That's the first rectangle. Then you take a sheet of plexiglass, put some smushes on it, put some flaps on it, some transparencies, put that on top of the printout, run it through the press. Uh, see what that is. Does it have life of its own? Not quite yet do another run does it have a life of its own yes it's time to draw and then i'll start to draw on it so 
and because we're working parallel, uh-huh. a lot of stuff in terms of like the the beginnings of a drawing, that's happening in the background without me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm there activating something that's already active, uh, which is kind of like, you know, thinking about the 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 the, the intense uh infinite of the white piece of paper right wow. what the, what am i going to do with this thing i don't know it looks just like every white piece of paper i've ever seen it's just emptiness it's nothing it's yeah, yeah 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 the, yeah so the, I, the fear of blank canvas yeah, yeah, yeah right and i don't have and with tom i don't have i don't have to do that because we have a system in place and what's so cool about it is that that system is quintessentially of the printmaking mind, right? Everything about making making prints is about using systems to create artwork that's that's beautiful and rich and, and powerful, right? But all of those systems were meant to create an addition, but we just use a system that doesn't make an addition. It makes originals. It makes it makes things that are one of a kind, and which is which you know is nice. We uh, make a bunch of drawings. That's amazing. So you said the show is in one month. Um, right? no the 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 residency where I make the work is in one month. Is in one month. So, okay. So we'll work we'll work through, uh, end of July through August, and then uh, Tom has a a busy schedule of exhibitions in in his space. Uh, so so uh, probably usually we make the work and then it sits for a year or so until okay. he has a, a slot to put it up. Um, so. So fingers crossed, we'll make stuff that is worthy of going on the wall uh, <laughs> and, and uh, put it up and so, see if some, some Swiss people come and look at it. So before I release this episode, which is probably going to be a couple of months, I will circle back with you. We'll see if there is something already in the schedule also to make sure to put it in the show notes. Great. You probably will be. Uh, how long is your residency? Uh, it's through the end, the through end, the end of, of August. August. Yeah, yeah, so so probably I will be reaching out to you either toward the end of your your residency or right after. So we'll see okay. what we'll see what maybe you will have some some samples to like or like sneak peeks to to show us that that will be amazing. Oh my god, you're so you're living such an interesting fascinating life everything from you know uh expanding your your creative horizons using it to help children and adults and swimming to work to studio <laughs> this is this is something that i am pretty sure a lot of people are going to be you know in awe about you know, I, listening. I also, I also yeah. just you know i just make beans and rice for dinner and you know like it's 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 all part of the the whole thing, you know. It's I I I think I would I would fall apart. I think it's funny because it's like it sounds like oh whoa this is beautiful, but if I didn't stay on top of it, if I didn't always be dumping it out, it would eat me alive. So it's all it's like it's a it's a teddy bear with teeth, you know. Um, so you you were doing it as a you know as means for self preservation and keeping your mental health. Yeah, yeah, self preservation. That's 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 a 
that's an interesting one because I you know I I I feel like self preservation is like it reminds me of like embalming fluid. Uh-huh. It's when you put that, it's like, no, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna preserve myself while I'm still alive. It's like, no, I'm rotting. I'm already rotting in the ground, you know. So I'm not necessarily gonna preserve that aspect of me. But, but, but it's thought preservation. It's idea preservation, right? And that that I think is is sort of if if there if there is a a concrete outcome that's not just self-interested you know we got to do it you know that 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 is more more universal that concrete outcome is is the thing or the experience that other people have with the thing you know and and that to me is 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 very you know it make it makes me feel better about being so selfish that's an interesting comment you know what it sounds to me like uh sometimes when i talk to uh to artists and they describe this uh kind of a way of downloading some information it sounds to me like you have uh like a constant open channel of downloading and then unloading and unloading it's it's it i mean it's still it's still really fascinating and I, i'm sure it's it's a lot of uh, a lot of work and a lot of pressure on yourself because you know you kind of have to handle this 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 amount of information that you just not capable of keeping all in your head and for yourself and it just needs to come out otherwise it's going to kill you yeah i mean it's just well, you know like if i didn't if i didn't need love if i didn't need a place to stay if i didn't need money right i don't think it would be in any way a burden right because it would just be like a meditation yeah but because all those real world forces fight physically want to beat the living hell out of the meditation of creating artwork that's where the conflict lies right it's like no I'm, i'm just trying to zone out man don't come to me with with a with a phone bill yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah the real world this is yeah this is so true um you know i um this is kind of an interesting trend because i've been interviewing people lately who were um who were talking about this uh, kind of you know bring the reality uh forward right uh, the the artist's life and the way it is set up in the real world like i mean art is not uh a profession that you know has a labor security um uh some um uh, I don't know the the benefits and the the structured work day and the the proper work environment and um uh, so artist is a really tough labor and most of the time artists have to do it on top of something else that actually pays money. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. And I, and I and I and I have that I have had no no shortage of of uh, other things to do to, I'm to sure. keep to keep the to keep the lights on, um, but I am I am extremely lucky in a lot of ways that that uh, you know I got I fell in love with somebody who's really good at keeping the lights on, uh, <laughs> you know like 
I'm, uh, you know, some of the things that I do are, aren't so obscure that, that they won't, that somebody wouldn't give me money for it. So, so I'm, I'm lucky in those respects. Oh, amen to artists. We're almost at the top of the hour. I am so glad that that we got to connect and that is it's it has been a fascinating conversation i'm really really grateful for you to you know indulge me for being late a little bit for the interview <laughs> oh no worries i'm grateful uh to ezard uh kudos to ezard for for introducing us i am actually looking forward to circling back with you and maybe having you back on the show to talk about your residency to talk about uh, uh, some other projects i will make sure to put everything in the show notes but if you want to spell out how to find you online for people who are listening please do mm -hmm. it right now plug away um probably the easiest thing is just google Google um, or or just go to Tim Timfight.com. I don't update the website very much. But there's a lot there to see. There's music there to listen to. Um, my Instagram is at Tim Fight, T-I-M-F-I-T-E. Um, if you live in New York City, go up on your roof and yell my name real loud. I, I might hear it. I might hear it, you know, and just yell back. What do you want? You know? <laughs> do you it's, so you have a studio in New York City? Do you uh, invite people sometimes to your studio? Do you show somewhere on a on a regular basis? Um, some I was showing on Governor's Island yearly, but that's that uh, went away. Um, and then Tom's I show at Tom's uh, pretty regularly, but but uh, Switzerland is far away. Um, and sometimes if the conditions are right, I'll invite people to my studio, but it tends to be the place where I hide away. Um, but if the but if the right person with a with a kind heart and an open spirit uh, says, hey, can I come and look look through your flat files? I'll say, hey, all right, come on. Then I'll figure out how to get the get the old candy wrappers out of there and make it just be <laughs> art. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there is a rare chance for you who are in New York City, but <laughs> uh, well, just get on top of the roof and and yell to fight very loud. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing that echoing through uh, through Brooklyn. <laughs> Let's make it happen, man. <laughs> cool. All right, thank you so much again. We'll see you again in the art scene. And Sweet. Bye. It has been another episode of In the Art Scene Podcast. If you liked today's conversation, please give us a good review on Apple and go listen to other great stories. Check out our website intheartscene.com or follow us on Instagram at intheartscene for more content. If you are a creative and you want to share your story, shoot us a message from the website or DM us on Instagram. Look forward to seeing you next time in the art scene.